century american west that's the one okay all right that's good enough <laughs> yep <laughs> so while you're saying uh welcome to the uh uh season finale of uh, how the west was fucked Sam yeah it feels it. stupid to do this uh but that over there is Bo. he knows a bunch of shit about the wild west yeah and doesn't even have to read uh this here is will who has to read like an automaton off the fucking pages over here they're in fucking comic fucking sans, sans like always and i'm tony i'm the av asshole this coat gives me plus four uh, intelligence. That's why I'm wearing it. And uh, I don't know anything about fucking anything. I, uh, history is my worst subject. I'm a scientist, goddammit. Well, at least is that so why you're I, wearing I hope, that? I hope you know a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about today. T- tell me what you know about Medora. And ranching. How Medora? many ranchers are out there? Medora. Medora? Yes. Uh... Was that, wait, is that the place where they do pitchfork fondue? Yes. It's like, uh, you told me about it. It's out in well, North Dakota, you've been there. right? You remember the Yuhu River? Yeah. Yuhu River, baby. Yeah, that's okay. that town. That's right by there. So I know they have like a, a country music review. It's kind of like the fucking, um, what's, what's the, the show, uh, the Grand Old Opry, but tiny? It is the Medora musical. You are and correct. Then they, and then they dip meat in hot vats of fucking oil. You are also correct. Okay, that's all I know. Right. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And that's, that all I know is present day shit. End of podcast. So we can go home now. We all, we also we also went swimming in the river that goes through there, and it was really fun, and we had a great time. And then about four days later, some dude's horse died in that fucking river because it was raging so hard. Well, actually, it died the same day that Mario almost got like his wife almost got swept away when we were swimming in the river. Yeah. The horse died that day. I just didn't hear about it till four days later. Oh shit! Yes. So even if she would have got lodged, like the horse would have came down and fucking unlodged her from the rocks. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, like some Perfect. weird. That's good to pin, know. Pinball game or something like yeah, just kind of stacked up like cordwood, just dead horses. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Isn't that a Rolling Stone song? Dead <laughs> horses. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're talking. That's we're what's be, in the jerky right now. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Medora, North Dakota. Uh, I kind of like strong armed, uh, willing to do this because this is part of the reason I do this fucking podcast. Is because when I was a kid and when Will was a kid, uh, about the closest we'd get to the Old West, other than the fact that we grew up in fucking North Dakota, is the town of Medora, which is now, like, a, like as Tony was talking about, a Old West kind of tourist town with, you know, the plank um, sidewalks, a bunch of wood structures, a bunch of assholes dressed up like cowboys, and then you go eat some ice cream and pizza because that's what they used to do totally. This kind of short uh, on the whores, though. This episode's kind of perfect because uh, if if we weren't here right now doing this, Bo would be drunk on the patio in this bar anyways, telling somebody about North Dakota. Yeah, because we had the 10 o'clock Seahawks game. It's, and, it's kind know. of serendipitous. Yeah, so I just figured, you know, make hey while the sun's shining, so fucking... Hey. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, well, Will, you want to start us off with your copious fucking Comic Sans notes? Or? Okay. Well, uh, you know, the Little Bighorn was in 1876. Yeah. The Marquis Morass, who we're going to be talking about. Ooh, here comes which the fries. The, uh, here uh, comes if you guys can fries. see that. Thank you. We, we, I just we, got French we, fries. We cruelly put table. the TV where you can't see it. Actually, Kay, can you tilt that fucking TV a little bit so... Uh, just tilt it flat to the wall almost. Maybe point at us yeah, a little tiny bit. As yeah. long as I can see what I'm doing, but we wanna as long as... Uh, take a look at that Frenchman. So we're going to be talking about this French gentleman today. And, uh... Yeah, oh, I mean, oh, Is that what Frenchman's short for? French gentleman? Well, I never knew that. I guess, but, like, yeah, uh, this freedom. guy's full Those name. are freedom fries, by the way. <laughs> that works for me. 
Well, that's the thing is, okay. All right, everybody read out that name yeah. all together. Is any of that coming through? She's doing it kind of right. I'm pretty sure is how it's pronounced. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so our, our valiant, like, uh, Val, our, our bartender here. Oh, because today we are recording live at the uh, lovely and adequate uh, Victory Lounge. Yep. Uh, to you a sold-out crowd of 1,800. In, uh, in East Lake, Seattle. But as Val was like, I have a uh, his name card up on the television, which all you assholes, of course, can see in this audio-only format. But uh, uh, the, the full name is Antoine Amadie Marie Vincent Manca Amat de la Verambrosa Marquis de Moray at the, like, words, uh, Montegore, uh, Rock me doesn't matter. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't Latino? Well, that's the thing is Val, Val just said uh, he doesn't sound French. Well, it's because he's not completely French. Uh, uh, he's only mostly French. There's some Spanish his. and some Italian. And, oh, that shit yeah. was just his stage name. Kind of. Got and it. His, uh, Pappy went fighting for the, for the Frenchies, even though he was Italian. And then he got this little uh, marquee ship and uh, the island of Sardinia. And then he got exiled to France and then met his wife there. Wait, yeah. so every place so he lived, like, they gave him another name? Well, it's the fact that his, his, his dad was one of the like Italian aristocracy or some shit, and his mom was Spanish or, or I don't know, it's fucked. Like, uh, the, I guess the point is we don't give a fuck about what he did in Europe because this podcast isn't about Europe. This yeah, podcast you, is Europe. like uh, what happened when this like uh, French aristocrat that uh, uh, spent like most of his childhood in like kind of military schools. He uh, went to the school of cavalry at, uh, I believe, Cannes. Like, uh, home of the fucking film festival and all that shit. Oh, right. Like, he, lear- he, le- he learned how to, like, uh, fight on horseback and do all kinds of shit in his formative years there. And uh, fuck up shit in Algeria. And, it, yeah, went to Algeria, which I believe is where he got in his first duel, right? Yeah. I that shit he, was he, common back then, though, dueling. Yeah, but he was one of the more famous guys that were dueling. This was kind of at the end of dueling, because we're talking about, like, the late 1800s. Right. So the dueling had kind of, like, fallen out of favor. And actually, I think it's... Would this be back like, in the 80s or the 90s? Uh, this is still... Well, at that point, it might have been in the late 70s, actually. Yep. But uh, at least, uh, like, uh, when we think dueling, a lot of times, you know, uh, 20 paces with a pistol... At least what I can fucking figure out from the first duel he got into, I believe it actually happened with goddamn fucking, like, fencing foil kind Hell of yeah. rapier shit. No, they got their hands tied together like a Michael Jackson video, and they're just stabbing <laughs> at each other. With fucking one one could only fucking hope. Yeah. Yeah. A jet is a jet from this first cigarette. I mean, but uh No, but either which way, like, yeah, he became pretty famous for dueling because nobody was dueling at that time, and he still was. So we'll get more into that later, but anyway, carry on, Will. They don't say it's cool, well, what but are you I talking think it's about? cool. Oh, uh, so we're talking about the Badlands of North Dakota, which is southwest. And basically this, by the time the marquee gets there in 1883, 1883. it's only been cleared of those uh, pesky people that were living there before yeah. for about six or seven years. Right. And this is kind of the first advance of uh, ranching in the area. Right. And they're driving up all those Texas Longhorns because they were kind of misused after the uh, Civil War. They're kind of left to well, to they their were, own devices. They were fucking free and free. They were they were free fucking cows. You didn't have to buy the cow. You just have to go catch the cow, and then uh, then it's your fucking cow. That's kind of like a yep. pokeball. Yeah, so you there throw we a pokeball out, and the cow has to <laughs> climb into it. That's how that works, right? And of course, like a year later, uh, Teddy Roosevelt comes in uh, town and uh, tries to set up his own ranching. Well, no, that the first year he just went to go shoot a buffalo. Oh, yeah. Because he was a weak, like, okay, we all know Teddy Roosevelt, right? And we all think of him as this big fat guy with kind of a bushy mustache. I even know and, like, Teddy really Roosevelt, huge man. Come teeth on. and shit. Well, at this point, he was like an asthmatic, like, New Yorker. I think he was at that time a, a city council member or assemblyman, I believe. Yeah. Like when he came out to shoot a buffalo. Wait, did you say asthmatic? Yeah, he was asthmatic his whole fucking life. That's why he... Funny story, like, to get get, get over the asthma, he took up, like, riding and doing shit like the parallel bars and, like, all this gymnast shit. He Wait, used to, so... The ring, like, that was a thing back in the day. We're talking about him before he was a badass? When he was in New York, he... Well, 
When his name was like Poindexter. His and name was Theodore. Yeah. Which is close enough too. to goddamn Poindexter. Hey guys, it's Theodore. I'm here for the Buffalo. Huh? Right. But like, uh, you know, his parents were told that your kid isn't going to live long because he's made out of weak shit. And like, you know, it's, know weird, it's, we- it's weird that he's in New York, but he wants to like, he'd taxidermy a bunch of shit. And he made like the uh, Theodore Roosevelt uh, Museum or the Roosevelt Museum of Natural History, which is pretty in much like bedroom. washed up solid turtles. And like a wildcat. That's kind of dope, though. He took that like morbid curiosity yeah. and instead of becoming a serial killer, like he became, you know, a president con- of the uh, United a, States. A, well, a, just I'm doing like air quotes here, conservationist, which at conservationist. his time he was. Conservationist. Yeah. yeah. But he you know, he'd, he'd, he'd shoot songbirds and he learned how to taxidermy them, which back in those days was kind of like take it and stuff it full of straw and then put it on your mantle. But did a bunch of that. But like, you know, um, basically uh, he, he wanted, he got, you know, interested in the Old West and all this shit. He wanted to go out and shoot a buffalo before they're all gone. And so uh, the Theodore Roosevelt that showed up out there was like 170 pound, like if that, like skinnier kind of asthmatic dude with like glasses. This is, that's right. We were in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. You're right. Which is the gateways in Medora. Yes, you are correct. Ah. So but uh, either which way, that 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 little guy showed up about the same time. Well, a little bit after the Marquis, but like anyway, we'll get more into that. Uh, well, just to backtrack a little bit, in uh, '77 he was admitted to Saint Cyr. That was kind of the West Point. Uh, oh, this yeah, is the Marquis. I, I said cons, but I meant Saint close Cyr. enough. But he was uh, classmates with uh, Philippe Pétain, the uh, French general in World War One, and the guy who. Capitulated and was the the Vichy in World War Two. Oh, okay. so that's a good little tie in there too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, but he didn't last long in military because he was kind of bored. Yeah, because he, he was really a bored rich with kid. Like, putting down like rebellions in Algeria. Well, yeah. Well, actually, he liked that part. He hated when he got back and he had to do like real work and drilling and stuff like doesn't that. Doesn't that always suck? He wanted adventure. So on a trip to Paris. Oh, okay. Wow. How's that? Is that your phone or mine? I dropped my phone in the water. A and now it weeks talks ago. to you? Yeah, it, it like listens. <laughs> so we it's can got cut wet this brain? part out. Did you drop it in whiskey or something? Yeah, it's like a drunk talking phone. He can't even. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> he just pulled, just pulled the battery out. He just pulled the battery out of it. I just did that. <laughs> So in Paris, he met Medora von Hoffman, yes, daughter of a rich ass Wall Street banker. She was American, but from Germany, yeah, Germanic tribes. Well, or, or you know, rich we'll, rich Germans, yeah. And her dad was a big uh, big deal in like New York. Uh, one of the founders of uh, the Knickerbocker Club, among all these other clubs, which you know they still have. I believe that building's still there. And the Delmonico's was kind yeah, of the Knickerbocker Club. Up. Didn't they start making bass and It's what the amps? New York Knicks are named after, kind of. The Knicks? Yeah. I was wondering they about that. They used to be the New York Knickerbockers. But it's pretty much where rich old white men sit around, smoke cigars, and go... Rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah. Knickerbockers you know, are rich old people that were original New Yorkers, like Teddy Roosevelt. Well, Wait, yeah. Well, but they no, call themselves that? Like they took, the, they took the name and just took it? Like, they called it that themselves? You know what I mean? Like, people go, like, oh, they're a bunch of fucking knickerbockers, and then you're like, I'm going to call be my really club that. Be really, yeah. really careful how you pronounce knickerbocker. <laughs> really, <laughs> really hard on the K sound there, if you could, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hard K on the knickerbockers. That's what I said, knickerbocker. Yeah, but you yeah. said it really fast. Like, yeah, we are. Okay. And then we, like, made a club of a, out of it. Yeah, yeah rich you pricks. <laughs> I'm going to eat my french fries and shut up. Okay. Yeah. Good job. I think it's appropriate they're eating french fries, even though they're from Belgium, not France. But that's fine. They're Flemish yeah. fries. So uh, so he kind of married into money, basically, is, is the thing. Well, I mean, he had some money. Like, you know, he's Spanglo, this French, is also Italian, the, aristocracy-ish. This is also the time where he could just claim to be in uh, yeah. You know, well, well, but the big thing is there was like new that new world money, that good old like new world capitalist money, and that yeah. was like a little more real. This is like the Gilded Age, or at least the yeah. start of that. So yeah, but uh, so April of eighteen eighty three, uh, the Marquis de Moras established the town of Medora after his wife. Yep, which actually I can, or actually he named it after his wife, and I wrote dot 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 cunt. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I always thought that Medora sounded like a great, uh, like a really beautiful woman's name. Yeah, well, I'm going to pull up. She's her. quite the looker. She is. Here's a nice portrait of someday. Uh, but, yeah, that's a artist's interpretation of a, like, I, I found that photo. And I think they just kind of painted right over the top of the photo, which was not uncommon yeah. in those days. But uh, I think I had another one of her when she's sitting. Nope, that's him. He's quite the uh, the handsome, dashing oh, fellow, the, too. The, the, there's the couple themselves. Riding side uh, saddle. Yeah, I noticed she rides side saddle. And they still have, uh, if you go to Medora, you go up to their old house. They have the weird side saddle fucking saddle she used to ride. But she'd go out and like... I can't see it that well. Is it like a sidecar? Like on a motorcycle? No, it's yeah. like you just sit with both legs hanging over the same side of the horse. Oh, okay. Um, it's like a sit-down yeah, skateboard. Like a weird, like, uh, well, ladies just, had to do that because... You couldn't they, not you, wear a skirt. Cause, yeah, oh, and you right. would not be a virgin anymore if you rode like a man. Right, right. Apparently. And that's why women's bikes have the, the <laughs> yep. pipe that goes straight instead of the one that goes down. You're so that you sit sideways on your bike. Yep. Honestly, though. And then ride on one pedal. <laughs> when there's females that are horseback riding and they're going through puberty, it will like pop the chair. Yeah, but the thing is, though, when this picture was taken, she had three kids. So, you know. I've, I've known a lot of girls in high school that were in the 4 H club that would have loved to have their cherry pop by a horse riding it. Whoa, Enum Claw. Riding it. Whoa, there, Enum Claw. Riding Fucking, it. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a small town. We had a rodeo. Trust me. You grew up in a small town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either which way, uh, yeah, but Medora, I mean, she'd literally go out and, like, ride a side saddle like that, shooting fucking, like, elk and shit. Like, actually, the Marquis did say that his wife was a better shot than him, and he only spoke four languages, one of which was English. I mean, he spoke fluent English. Uh, but she spoke, I think, seven? And, like, played piano and did all this crazy shit. There also shit. wasn't television and shit back then, so, like, you, you just had to sit around with your thoughts and I mean, stuff. you're not wrong, but most people would just whittle a stick and do a smaller stick. Well, that's, then, uh, that's the poor people. If you're rich, you have time to do all this shit. Yeah, yeah. So he names the town after her, but there was already a little town called the Little Missouri. Right. Which across the Little Missouri. Which everybody called Little Misery, because why would you not? So as kind of a fuck you to the other town, he just built his own town across the river. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I, like the way I read it described is like when they came, like, sighted out, he showed up on this train car. And there was a shitload of, like, baggage on there, and it was him and his, like, personal valet. And they got off the train, and then they are like, well, we're not checking into this shitty hotel over here. We're just going to set up a fucking tent and have some guys, like, move all our shit into the tent. And then uh, they just kind of, like, uh, waited until the next day. They went out, kind of rode around, took a look, had some, like, literally, like, some foie gras and some fucking cheese and, uh, you know, some wine that did well in the heat that the valet kind of cooled off in the creek. He's like, yes, this is where we're going to set this shit up. And so the next day they came and broke a neck of a bottle on a uh, tent peg. They twisted and, its head and off? And christened the town before they built anything. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Rambo showed up and broke the bottle's and neck. Just imagine all this fancy shit going on with just the smelliest yeah. assholes that's, just around. That's you know. these, these assholes are riding around eating foie gras with all this shit. The people that live in the town like, well, <laughs> I had some... Deer meat and some hardtack. Well, probably not hardtack. Probably potatoes, shit like that. Because the town of Little Missouri, what can consist of like what the motel, the store, couple houses, and like the guy with the bears. Oh, the yeah, guy with the bears? bears. Yeah, there's a guy with the bears. We get get more into that with the TR episode, but he he would dress up the bears and uh, like women's clothing. Yeah, and the cowboys would just like. Ride and rope the bears and yeah, there were there was like a local guy that just had like two grizzly bears. Wait, he would dress them up and people would rope them. Yeah, so there's like they couldn't tie up their wives or anything, so they like tied up bears that were dressed I, like. I'm not bears. sure why they were doing it. It's just like I guess when in Rome. Yeah, and just, they would fuck with the the people coming off the train, and they would just kind of unleash oh, them. Yeah, let the loot bears <laughs> loose on the people when they're getting off the train. Fuck. Even though they're like <laughs> friendly bears, but still, you it's know, still bears, still bears. <laughs> But, yeah. Anyway. Good, good fun. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Yeah. So, you know, this uh, Marquis de Moras, uh, he would be kind of a, considered an asshole today. But this is why we're doing history because there's I think they it's all not would. just white and, and black. It's just many shades of gray. Everybody yeah. but the bear guy would be considered an asshole. Yeah. 
pretty sure that guy so was still it an was asshole. yeah it was his idea to kind of ship beef back east for the poorer people of the country right and kind of circumvent the big beef trust back in the late 1800s there. right and his idea was uh, like uh, back in the day the uh, stockyards in chicago were the ones where like all those famous cattle drives we heard about coming up from texas shit they drive like live beeves all the way up to uh what kansas city when and they then, say live beeves they mean they, cows beeves yeah. cows it took me so long to figure that yeah, out yeah they're cows <laughs> until you kill them and then i suppose they become beef but it's the same difference <laughs> um, but they, they they would you know then you do your straight up like cowboy cattle drive horse shit get them up to the railhead throw them on the train cars so you have all these live fucking beasts on there which means you have to feed them and water them the whole way there and also, you only can eat 40% of the cow. I mean, unless you're into horns and hide and bones. I've about, tried. About 40% of the cow is actually meat. So if The placenta is rather chewy. Well, yeah. If you can get away from the mama cow. Oh, yeah. But, uh, uh, fucking, uh, but, but basically, his idea is, well, why am I shipping 60% of beef that I can't actually sell to people when I could just, like, slaughter it here, like, right on the range? Uh, put it into usable parts, freeze it, and then sell it to like places like Chicago, New York, shit like that. So that sounds like a kind of a sound idea. Yeah, but they didn't have right? freezers back then. Well, but they did. And this is 1884. We're getting we're getting to where they had refrigeration. To refrigeration some, was made in like, the late not like, 1800s. Not like motherfucking no, Freon. but like the the, but the concept of it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't fucking know that. Like yeah. an I mean, ice box with ice in it. Yeah. Just straight up, well, how do they make the ice? They ship it down from well, fucking Canada? Well, a lot of times what? what you do is you, you just... wait for the lakes to freeze in the winter, you cut out a bunch of blocks of it, and then you store them underground, and they won't melt, and you throw sawdust on them. Yeah. That's how they did things back then. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Although, yeah. uh, Mari and I, our first, uh, one of our first apartments on Capitol Hill, there was a tiny door right next to our door. It, the place is built in like, uh, right at the turn of century, like the teens or something. That's a glory teams. hole, I think that's called. But there's a little tiny door next to our front door that was sealed shut, and that's where they used to deliver the ice cube. Yeah. Giant fucking ice cube. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. Whereas right. sometimes if you're like rural, actually not too far from Medora, if you go a little bit west of there, uh, like all the farmers, they had uh, like ice caves. Like we have some ice caves up here. Well, it's just like caves where the temperature never rises above like 30 degrees. You float so them. if you'd kill a beef or you'd kill some deer and shit, everybody would take it down to the caves, hang it in there. Put your name tag on it. Nobody would fuck with their neighbor's shit, hopefully. I mean, I'm sure sometimes they did, but, like, you know. Just imagine just, if McDonald's had to do all this. Well, <laughs> well, a cheeseburger would be, like, $10, but, like, and maybe it should be, but, you know, like, you know. It almost is, yeah. at least in Seattle. But uh, that's the thing is, like, your only other alternative for, like, uh, 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 preserving meat over the summer is just salting the living shit out of it, which, uh, if, if people don't know, I, uh, I've made some uh, jerky for everyone, uh, which is saltier than your average jerky, but it's, you know, it's here. Uh, yeah, Bo, all, used, Bo used, a couple of, he used a couple of fucking old-timey recipes to put some shit on the table for yeah. all you here. Yeah, we also have some uh, shitty hardtack, mostly because we just talk about it a lot on this shit. I don't re- recommend it for human consumption, but uh, Joe keeps on eating and trying to keep on his beer. So. Uh, Joe right here just walked in the door. He grabbed a piece of hardtack, threw it in his, was it whiskey Sprite? Threw in his whiskey sprite and walked out on the patio. Well, well, uh, how, how did it do in the in the in the mix? Scrumptious. Scrumptious. Okay. Scrumptious. All right. We no. are. Is that like scrumptious and tumescent? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a tasty boner. <laughs> hey, use that's every, a tasty boner. Things are legal. Here. Hey, that's, that's a tasty right. boner, friend. We use every part of the boner. Yep. All right. What were we talking about? Well, we were talking about his idea to ship beef that is not on the hoof, but in the frozen manner. And uh, they had uh, ice houses all across, uh, was it Mile City, Fargo, Brainerd, and Bismarck? Basically yeah. about uh, 100 miles down the track. And, that, and that's the whole thing, Tony, is when you're, uh, when you're picturing uh, shit like, uh, okay, we have an ice block kind of shit, you're not using the same ice the whole trip. You get you go like right, hundred miles, on. you swap out your ice. That right, kind of that kind of deal. Where do you get new ice from? From a station that has ice. Yeah, it's uh, like same, same idea. It's as like, like a bar of soap. Same idea. It gets like real a, small, then you stick a new one on top, and then it just keeps well, it, working. It's like down. the same idea as like the Pony Express or a stagecoach. Like everybody watches movies with a stagecoach where the horses are running a million miles an hour. Well, it's not like you can do that for a hundred fucking miles. They do that shit for twenty miles. They swap out a team. And they do that about fucking five times a day. Then you get to the, the new station, and then you'd actually swap out a team and a driver. 
you know, that kind of shit. It was all about relaying stuff because um, shit just, you know, shit wouldn't stay cold as long. Horses die if you run them too hard, that kind of shit. And so, it was always summer, always summer in the Wild West. Well, it was hot we're, we're going to definitely come to the part where it's not. And high noon <laughs> yeah. took place at noon every single day. Yep. But uh, There was a shootout every, every day. Yep. There is a Jackson. Yeah. Jackson's hole. Okay. Uh, oh, so he spent uh, 250000 of his wife's family's money to get all this started. Right, which, which would be $6 million to just uh, slaughter and refrigerate all these. Right. Uh, well, and her dad was into it. Like, he proposed that to him, and he's like, yep, that sounds like a great idea. Let's try to do that. It wasn't like he just, like, stole the money yeah. he got invested in. So uh, 70 cattle were killed the, the first day. Hooray for them for graduating Bovine University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First you take that cow to the killing flow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 4,000 tons of ice were stored in the Medora ice houses. So that's, that's yeah. quite the... That's not a significant well, and, and that's the thing I want to talk about is, like, uh, this guy showed up... Okay, first of all, when he showed up there, he was, what, 24 fucking years old, right? Yep. And he'd already been through the Cavalry Academy and all this horse shit. We're still talking about the French guy, right? We're talking about the French guy. We're okay. mostly exclusively talking about the French guy. Sometimes okay. we'll be talking about Theodore Roosevelt, but that like we're going to talk more about Theodore Roosevelt later. He okay. just, they kind of cross paths. Uh, the French guy, uh, the Marquis de More, uh, basically uh, got all that loan from uh, Medora von Hoffman's father, uh, built like a giant fucking processing plant. In, in the middle of, of nowhere, like, basically. In the matter of no time, pretty much at the end of the rail line, more or less. I mean, well, no, not at the end, but, you know. More or less. But still, they had the, there wasn't even a train platform in Little Missouri. They built the station. They built all the shit. They built ice houses. They built uh, big old stock pens to hold the stock. They bought. They built uh, shit like uh, when the, you, you know, gut out the cattle, take all the poop and all the stuff you can't use to basically kind of compost that. You can't use the like, poop. Well, I mean, you can, use, you can use it for whatever you want, but people for, don't want it. If you use it for good, like awful, it's, you awful. Know. But that's the other thing is he also bought up a shitload of land because initially he wanted to raise his own cattle and then buy something. He figured he'd be slaughtering so many fucking cattle he needed his own herd, plus he'd buy shit off the existing ranchers out there. And this is... Uh land that at least now looks like well near desert i can show these people the <laughs> land a bit uh upside down mountains it's the land that god forgot basically well that's why they call it the fucking badlands oh shit as uh general sully called it uh hell with the fires out uh he'll let the fires out boom 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 so that looks all picturesque and shit if you're looking up at the TV, I mean, that's beautiful. Does that look like where you want to chase cows around? Because I don't, because I have. And yeah, there's a bunch sucks. of hills. They can't go uphill. Everybody knows cows only walk on flat spaces. Like, yeah, Painted Canyon. You know, you go find your shit where it's all like water. Oh, I remember Painted there. Canyon. So this is kind of train. This kind of train we're talking about. But it's the thing fucked. Is, it's, it's like it's, lots of little tiny like ant hills that are about twenty feet high. Right, but and you got to like run between them to kind of. I'm just painting a picture for the people that aren't here yeah, right now. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's Wiley Coyote country, like Wiley Coyote's Roadrunner country, but there's little flat parts where there's a yeah, bunch of grass. But in, instead of trees, there's like little pointy hills everywhere. Yeah. There's no plenty cactus. of oh, there's yeah. not saguaro. There's believe not me, saguaro. friend. There's plenty of fucking cactus. Prickly pear. So, where saguaro. You, uh, in, uh, I know this one because I went through there, and their saguaro are fucking crazy looking. Yeah, but we don't have trip. that shit. Saguaro are only in uh, New Arizona, Mexico and Arizona. New Arizona. Yep. And they're but, fucking rad because they're like ten have, feet high at the minimum. Plenty of prickly pear, uh, jumping cactus, some uh, little small jumping chola. cactus. Yeah. It's like uh, bite yeah. you on the ankles. Yeah, jumping cactus are these little shitty cactus that when you walk along or your They'll horse rides along. jump on your ass? Well, they have the spines get hooked in your feet. And oh, they and just you drag them along with you. It just, no, no, they flick up onto your back of your thigh. Yeah, yeah. They don't stay on your foot. They, like, I've ended up with, like, horses with them, like, under undercarriage because they kick them up. Yeah. And, like. It's. No, no, we have cockleburs, too. These are fucking flat-out cactus. Cockleburs, one thing. This is. A no fucking around cactus, like yeah. It's like a dandelion that you can't blow out. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why I call my dick is the prickly pear. 
There's nice uh, wind, wind, wind canyon down there in oh, the yeah. Theodore Roosevelt National Park. That's a good grazing area down there. Mm-hmm. But this kind of area that like uh, uh, wild horses and buffalo and shit and antelopes have been using for years. So why not cattle? And then also sheep. He brought in a bunch of sheep, which the ranchers hated. The sheep tend to like gnaw down the grass a little bit further. Yep. And then also he did the, the sin of the Old West, which was... Putting up fences. Putting up fences. People Don't had all this land that they didn't really pay much for, and they just kind of let shit wander around. You kind of cowboy shit. This asshole thought he could fence off stuff. Dude, don't fence me in was the motto, man. That's yeah. right. That was the fucking song of the Old West. Uh, or, or, you know, the 1960s, but, you yeah. Know. Yeah, but, you know, they... Yeah, the other flaw in his plan that he wanted to uh, slaughter 40,000 beeves yearly, Cows. 100 a day, Yeah, which... There wasn't really that people. Yeah. When you yeah. say twenty thousand beeves, I imagine like Cows. a por- a porn star like trying to like slaughter beeves all day. <laughs> oh, John Holmes. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Roger. I'm gonna slaughter twenty thousand beeves Match this year in this corner. Ron Jeremy in this corner. John Holmes. Yeah. It's it's a good old fashioned fuck off. Um, yeah. Good old uh, fashioned fuck off. Yeah. Uh, he proposed a feedlot program later in the year to kind of beef up the beef. Well, that was part of the idea, of, too, of uh, yeah, sending the already slaughtered beeves. Is like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now that's all I can think of, too. Is like, so basically, if you slaughter a cow, it doesn't lose any weight. If you're shipping it on a train car, it's going to lose weight due to dehydration and not getting fed appropriately. So he wanted to keep the like as much edible meat marketable as possible. Yeah, they wanted to... So on paper, it's a good idea. If you slaughter them in all those rail cars like they're going to Auschwitz. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. If you slaughter a beef the right way, they will lose weight from dehydration as well. It's good for you. Well, I suppose... Yeah. Don't want to jerkify it before it actually got processed. Fuck. This is also not very far from Upton Sinclair's jungle times where... Where Chicago's rivers were on fire because of all the pollution of throwing the, all yeah, the just, awful... just tallow and, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pollution's not so real. So, yeah, if anybody's read any Upton Sinclair, picture that shit going on in Chicago. Upton well, years Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was also the Marquis' plan to control all the distribution all the way to New York. Because... all the middleman. If there's one thing that people like is when you try to impose a monopoly on them, and they're mm. never going to push back. Love ever. it. And, uh, yeah, he wanted to give all his meat to the poorer parts of New York City, but he didn't get all the, uh, all the money that he really needed to make this possible to, to c- confront all the big beef business back in the 1800s. Right. Or also the fact that a lot of the big b- beef business was kind of pissed that they, uh, A, he's a foreigner, and he's calling them middlemen, and he's trying to cut in on their business. They weren't super happy about that, but that's not what he thought that happened. It was a conspiracy of with, who? Who uh, do they uh, blame uh, back in the who day? Who gets blamed for having money and uh, being full of conspiracies? <coughs> yeah, he kind of blamed <coughs> it on the Jews. Yeah, so he was, he was a little well. bit anti-Semitic. The Concord Jews. Or actually quite badly anti-Semitic. Yeah, we'll get into that at the very end. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was already there, but it, it gets worse. But uh, yeah. Smoke, starring James Arness as Matt Dillon, brought to you by L&M. L&M, the modern cigarette that gives you full, exciting flavor through the miracle tip. Well, that's our show for tonight, folks. Hope you liked it. Join us again next week in Dodge City. In the meantime, light up, free up. Let your taste come alive. Live modern. Smoke L and M. Perfect timing. Eric, adjust your mouth. Your so uh, we were uh, before our break. We were talking about the Chateau de Bore, like the uh, what do you say, like twenty-six room, twenty servants. She oh. had her own doctor. Medora did. Yeah. Laundry wow. women, cook, chambermaids, butler. I want that light. Dining room maid. We can work on that. Her own private maid, maids for the children. 
And then just throw in some extra maids. Well, and then, uh, the really? Mar- no movie the theater market. or swimming pool? Fuck that place. I don't well, want to be there. Well, while, while they were building that, that house, uh, they had also people digging a wine cellar. Because in the North Dakota Badlands, you fucking need a wine cellar um, for some reason. Um, and then uh, the Marquis himself had uh, wine, two wine stewards and uh, a couple guys that were in charge of his like hunting hounds. Well, in North Dakota, in the summertime, your wine would boil, pop the cork out. Or in the wintertime, it would freeze completely fucking solid because it's negative 65 degrees. Well, that's what makes it better. So yeah. dig, dig a cellar. But, uh... All right. We, <laughs> we got somebody that's not happy that the Bears lost on the patio. Uh, Sloppy Joe. Yeah. I think he's happy. There's a man There's a man on the patio flailing about and yelling. Fucking there's Wisconsin. There's a man. Yep. There's a right. man yep. on the patio flailing around and yelling. Well, that thing is like nobody can see it. <laughs> God, I hope they can hear it. I can see it. <laughs> well, Let's see just, how this plays out. He was just out. really pissed because the Bears lost, but he seems excited now. So. He's stoked about yeah. something. All right. Who's that angry homeless man outside? So what? I'm just saying, like, uh, you seem excited. What's that? What are you excited about? Like, the Bears just lost. So what the Bears just won. Oh. oh, you said they lost. The Bears. Apparently, there was a call called back. They got touched. Well, f- fucking fake news. The when Bears. The Bears. All right. Well, congratulations. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, man. If you get a recording like that, be awesome. I'd shut up. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Congratulations, the Bears. The Bears. So, so yeah, they, the while we're doing this, the Cowboys defeated the Redskins today. Uh, as sadly, that's a lot. Of and then the Colts were versus the Broncos, and uh, what was the other one? What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to tie football into. Okay, uh, let's get back. It doesn't, to it doesn't fucking matter. Um, Okay, so we're talking about the opulent house that they built up on the fucking hill overlooking the town and the slaughterhouse. And, you know, bringing in a uh, like, bunch of, like, uh, servants and also people, of course, they're like, hey, there's this fucking French dude spending a shitload of money on this, like, whole slaughterhousing and railroading and, like, uh, stagecoach and shit. So basically, job fucking creator, like, there's motherfuckers coming in. Because, like, a lot of times, say, in the Old West, like, if you're uh, on the dead end of a fucking rail line, it would cost you nothing to get out there, but it would cost you like 35 bucks to get back, which at that time was... Oh, it's like more, the Bremerton Ferry. It's, yep. more, it's kind of like the Bremerton Ferry, yeah. But there was like basically the economy was starting to kind of boom in Medora, but and, they weren't uh, really making any profit. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, also, I have a, their, uh, their own private rail car. Speaking of bears... Uh, supposedly, uh, the Marquis was such a good shot, he got bored, and he killed a bear with a knife. Because, you know, kind of like how Dick Cheney gets bored and he kills, uh, kills his best friend. And his buddy with, well, didn't kill him. No, the bear Everything already had AIDS, and he was like on his deathbed, and well, then he stuck it with a knife right at the very end. Okay, now I'm going to pull up the... The bear was uh, like, kill me. I'm going to pull up the Theodore Roosevelt card here. Because, you know, it's kind of famously known. I don't know if, like, I'm, I'm assuming it's famously known. Yeah, the teddy bear thing? Right, exactly. Right. I the heard whole, that when I was a and kid. And the whole thing is, like, Teddy Roosevelt wouldn't shoot the little, like, black bear. Well, it wasn't because he had compassion for the bear. It's because he's like, this is, like, a bullshit kill. Like, why would I do this? Like, so, I right. mean, They're yay, like, conservation, but, like, yeah. It well, wasn't. well, explain the story. Like, they tied it up to a tree or something, Yeah, right? he's like, well, fuck. Why, Shoot why? the bear. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a thing to show how tough you well, are. And he's to like, be fair, well, like, I'm not tough. Like, like earlier, this thing's not running or, around. Earlier when uh, we were talking about the buffalo, like that he originally came out to shoot. Yeah. I mean, they hunted that shit. Like, it was rainy. The weather was shitty. His guide really didn't want to go up. No, he actually he hunted went out it. there and went. Yeah. I mean, as much as you can actually hunt a buffalo, it's, you kind of got to get close enough and shoot one. Right. It's not like they're going underground or hiding or anything. It's a fucking buffalo. Fuck really have to... Sneak up and tickle them to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, they love that. I, I recommend it. Well, I think a couple people in the national park system this summer tried that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and they got thrown into the air 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, you know, they don't, Buffalo don't hold garages. Those maul you a little bit. Epic fail. Yeah. All right, anyway, so uh, Opulent House and... Uh, so that, you know, the people who didn't work for them probably didn't really like them that much. No, not so much. Like, if, uh, if you were on the not cool guy list, uh, maybe you didn't get to work for the marquee. So you're still sitting there, you're like a flea-bitten, like, shithole. And watching everybody else getting like paid like Amazon wages for well, that you're time, working at a bar, or somewhere. working at a bar where like the customers don't bathe and will likely like pistol whip you <laughs> rather than paying for their shit. Um, but uh, so there's some there was some resentment towards uh, towards the marquee moving out to uh, to Little Missouri and kind of taking it over. Uh, he had a few run-ins with uh, Teddy Roosevelt, too, since you we were uh, talking about that. Yeah. Well, sometimes they had dinner at the Chateau together. Yeah. They they kind of tried to, since they're the two big guys in town, they tried to invent a little uh, rivalry between them. They really wasn't. But there was uh, the TR's men uh, ran across uh, the Marquis guys trying to horn in on their cattle range. And they basically, TR said, or, or the Marquis said, uh, are you trying to pick a fight with me? And TR said, you'd know if I was trying to pick a fight with you. Well, no. Well, I, I, well, I think, I don't know. Is that, we're talking about the duel? Supposed duel. Yeah, but, well, the supposed duel happens because of not just that. We need to get into to the whole fucking, uh, if we're going to talk about the love scene shooting or whatever the fuck that guy's name oh, is. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's get into that shit. Because, like, uh, okay. Uh, so that was uh, Riley Lufsey, Frank Dutch, Wanigan, and uh, Frank O'Donnell was kind of the instigator of right. all that shit. Which those three were kind of like cowboys around town, and they were not on the, the marquee's, like, good list, so they didn't get to work for him. And maybe they didn't want to be. Maybe they're like, what the fuck is Frenchie doing in my fucking town? Fuck that, Frenchie. Uh, America for the Merkins, like that kind of shit. Freedom fries. But either way, they talk shit about him fucking constantly. And, like, uh, you know, they take pot shots at his guys while they're out working the cattle and, like, you know, just, just gently, like, like stirring up some shit. Yeah, just so, kind of like you all do on a Saturday night, just shoot off your six shooters while yeah. you're... Run through town. But it got bad enough where uh, the marquee is like, okay, I don't want to do any violent shit. I'm going to call in the fucking sheriff from fucking Mandan, which is about about 100 miles away. Yeah. Give or take. So they called in this fucking posse, but the posse was not the sheriff. It was the sheriff's brother, who was kind of a pussy, who he showed up with like a few dudes. And there was like, hey, Luffy, and you guys stop talking bad to the rich, You're rich good. guy. You're good. It's fine. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, but you know, he kind of gave him like a stern talking to, and they kind of laughed at him and like rode the fuck out of town. Well, then about a mile out of town, they got fucking, well, uh, sources vary. Either they ran into some of the marquee, the marquee and some of his dudes and Wait lit before them up, him. or they got lit up from concealment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, somebody was dead. Well, somebody was shot in the throat. That would be like uh, Riley Lovesy. Yep. And then uh, one guy that got got hit in the wrist. They, they basically shot, like especially with lever action rifles at close range. But uh, but they end up getting the two other guys surrender. The other guy got shot through the throat and bled out behind his horse because they killed the horses first, which is a common tactic. The problem is if you kill somebody's fucking horse, well then you have a fort now. Okay, you shot my horse. We get behind the horse. Now I have a fort. Thanks, yeah, it's like a tauntaun. You can cut them open and sleep inside of them. Uh, they smell worse on the inside. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> way worse. But it's way Lusty Most got, people do. Lusty got shot through the fucking throat. Um, and Two then, ponies are dead. And then it was like a, a, a bunch of like shit where like nobody could agree on who shot at who. But. Uh, the Demores was acquitted. Uh, trial was moved to Bismarck. Right. Just because he think it wouldn't get a fair trial there in Medora. Right, because Medora at that time was also trying not to actually be under the influence of any kind of government, except for when you need to go on murder trial, you want to go to murder trial where there is government if you're going to trial. Yeah, otherwise the local population is going to fucking like shoot your ass, hang you, or fucking like beat your door down. There's a big tree in Medora where they literally strung up people. They're going to slaughter your beef until you're dead. Was there even an 
population for a jury and a well, there's definitely a population you just have to call people in. But like the other problem at that time is uh, um, the people of like Medora and Little Missouri, they didn't really want any law enforcement because they wanted to keep on doing nefarious shit. But this is still railroad, six years the before the railroad, it was railroad. state. It's like no, it's like New Jersey. Like you don't call the cops on your neighbor; you just fucking beat them to death with a tire iron. You go like, "Fuck you!" If I call the cops, we're all going to jail. So I'm gonna kick your fucking ass, you stupid bitch. But the railroad, yeah. but the railroad really wanted there to be some shit, so they could like build railroad and do railroad shit without getting robbed and like all this shit all the time. So they, I mean, there was shit where they'd like, uh, you know, trying to like put in like railroad workers coming voting elections. Well, they didn't actually want like any kind of poll watchers, but it was just like, oh, you don't live out here, I'm gonna pistol whip the shit out of you. That kind, of, that kind of deal. But the marquee didn't want that either because he wanted to be able to operate as a cattle baron. But when called on burger shit, no, I need to go to the state. I need to go to, so, but yeah, I got acquitted the first time. Uh, he had two trials. Uh, also, the other thing, they're, they're paying for these guys to travel, and the marquee took that as they're paying off these witnesses against them. Yeah. So. When also, one of the guys that uh, uh, the marquee like, uh, figured was kind of an instigator was the guy Joe Ferris. Who happened to be the guy that uh, guided uh, Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt on his first buffalo hunt? Ended up be, be, becoming a like a large citizen in Medora. But he's like this Canadian dude that he was kind of like a, a, a hunter guide kind of guy. Uh, he had his brother and shit like working ranches and stuff. But like uh, the Marquis was convinced that that's the guy that got the local population that was against him to be against him. So he's like, oh, Joe Ferris is like plotting against me and that kind of shit. Well, it's just enough to be French back in the Old West. Is That's yeah, enough to be... Well, I know, but he didn't realize that. <laughs> it's like, what? I am rich and I give people jobs. Why would you hate me? Because, like... So after, like, you uh, got three... got a fucking accent, man. Yeah, after three trials, Pretty he's much. kind of fed up with all this shit. And plus, well, all the bad, uh, bad winter of 87. Well, but let's talk about, like, uh, before the third trial, when he was in jail... Uh, he wrote a letter to Theodore Roosevelt. It uh, was talking about like since uh, Joe Ferris was fucking friends with uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and he figured that Theodore, or, uh, that Joe Ferris was the person that set him up. He sent this letter to uh, Theodore Roosevelt talking about like, "Sir, are you using your agents against me?" Kind of shit like. Uh, Dear, the- uh, like, dear Theodore, well, and he's like, your agents came to my but, house yesterday. Well, but he supplely. Cl- t- <laughs> it's never happened to me before. I'm just saying he closed out the letter like, matters like this are easily solved between gentlemen. And once again, as we said at the beginning of this, the Marquis was known as being a great duelist. Now, Theodore Roosevelt knew that he had shitty eyesight. Mm-hmm. He knew he's kind of a shitty pistolier. He had asthma, too. And he had asthma. But he's like, well, if he's actually, ch- I can't tell if he's challenging me to a duel. But if he fucking is, I'll accept and we're gonna use goddamn Winchesters. Yeah. And like, cause I have a better shot of actually getting him. We're gonna fuck this bitch up. But but before we do that, I'm gonna ask him, you send a letter like, you know, basically, sir, oh, I I am your friend. I'm not like, don't start no shit, won't be no shit. I don't know what you, you know. And it ended up being resolved. Squash that beef. They they didn't have to. Beeves. Squash them beeves. Uh, so they didn't deal. Huh? They didn't duel. Well, yeah, because uh, Theodore Roosevelt survived to do other shit. Become the Marquis probably president? definitely would have killed him, like because he was Damn. way better at that. Now uh, Theodore Roosevelt got better at killing as life went on, but like uh, at that point, Marquis was kind of a hard ass, like, and uh, Theodore Roosevelt was kind of like your town councilman with from a money background that could kind of. Shoot a buffalo, but not much else. Yeah. Well, he and, could uh, shoot it after you pointed it out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a buffalo right there. You shoot see him. that big black, fur, like, like fuzzy thing in your sight line. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought yeah. that was a mountain. No, it's a buffalo. Yeah, he got better at it later, but like, uh, go ahead and pull the trigger. Of course, everybody, you know, the guy who instigated on this uh, O'Donnell, he was kind of a dick when he drank. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Just shooting off his guns around town. So people kind of realize, like, yeah, he probably at least had some part of fucking around with this shit. 
well, we'll we'll talk about later. Later, we'll get into more of like uh, just Theodore Roosevelt's like um, deal. Like and when I say later, I mean later episodes. But there there was some shit that went down where he actually kind of became a hard ass and got actually a little more respect. Because at, at, at this point, like uh, his like uh, his old his nickname was like uh, Four Eyes, just like straight up Four Eyes. And cause, well, because he's like. I don't even drink. Dean likes it to fucking meet you. That's oh, actually God. where uh, Four Eyes Are Better Than Two was invented by Teddy Roosevelt. Well, it's true. I thought that was some shit from like because I've just made it China up. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after these trials, that was kind of the end of uh, De Moraz in, well, yeah. in Medora. Well, yeah. Well, that's things after the trials. Okay, a he was losing money hand over fucking fist with the packing things. Uh, a, because he blamed, like, the Chicago, uh... Jew stock, Beef Trust. Chicago Freeze. Beef Trust, like, yeah, in his, in his idea, a.k.a. the Jews. Uh, and then also the fact that they had that giant fucking winter where, uh... What is it, like 70% of the fucking beef on that fucking ranch got destroyed? Yeah, just imagine all these cows are huddling together for warmth. But they don't quite survive, so it's just kind of a big stack just of cows. Bees getting slaughtered in the wild. Crazy. And then the snow melts and washes all these cows down into the river. And just hey, a if bunch. You'll, uh, if you look at the television, those are, those, are, those are cows in North Dakota those... in a stockyard. Mm. Or not stockyard, basically my dad's. Where fucking... are the beef in life forever? Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, but uh, those are critters in about negative 10. They're still doing, still doing okay. Yeah. This was like more like negative hundred and not in a feedlot. <laughs> you guys are never gonna get elected for the North Dakota Come see our dead cows. Hey, North Dakota Tourist Board, hit us up. No, but that you got your back. That was the winter they called the big kill, and uh, it wiped out about seventy percent of the beef on the range. Uh, to include, to include like uh, Theodore Roosevelt's herd. Wait, what how happened? cold was it? Negative thirty Fahrenheit, right? Yes. And 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 beeves can beeves can do like negative what ten, twelve? Well, it just depends on where they're at. If you're if, if they got somewhere they can shelter, there's a you know. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, that's why the smaller. No, it, it I didn't know cows them. could deal with that kind of fucking low temperature to begin well, with. Well, it depends on the cow, but you know. But also. Fahrenheit. Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, science. The, science. the critters, which I'm showing these assholes on the fucking TV that I will put up on the uh, Facebook, that's my dad's critters, and that's negative 10, and they look like they're That's suffering. negative 10? Yeah. The one we're talking about is negative 30. Yeah. But the big thing is there. But the big thing is there. That's fucked. big thing is there where we can feed them hay. They didn't have that shit out there. These, fucker, these fuckers are out there in the Badlands trying to scratch out a living. And that shit where, like, you know, buffalo won't necessarily die, but it'll kill deer, it'll kill fucking horses, it'll kill, it'll kill a lot of shit. Yeah, that's why the smaller people had a easier chance of, of surviving, because they actually could feed, feed them. Yeah. The frigid beef will survive. Oh, yeah, so the and, and that big die-off, like, I think uh, Theodore Roosevelt lost uh, about, what, the moderate COVID, about probably, like, $800,000, and the Marquis lost... Most of it. <laughs> I know, but like several million in, yeah. in today's money. Of his parents' money, his yeah. in-laws' money. Yeah, in-laws' money, yeah. So with that... So after you get froze out of North Dakota, where do you go? You go on India, on, uh, go to India yeah. for a tiger hunt. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. So I just lost all my money with my beef ranching and railroad car thing. Let's go to India and hunt tigers. Seems like a financially responsible thing to do. Let's go to India and hunt tigers, you said. And well, in India, you get you learn that you should go to into China. Yeah, or Vietnam. Yeah, as we call it today. Golf of Tonkin to build a railroad. Yep, because we need a railroad because we need to compete with, uh, I think they want to compete with the, uh, what's the one? Uh, Wait, we who? Like, this motherfucker? Just the general we. Well, yeah, yeah, that, the French. Yeah, this yeah. motherfucker moved to Southeast Asia to build a railroad for, well, I believe for Mador- France. I, I believe Medora went back to like Cannes. Yep. Kinda, yeah. Bridge over the River Kwai was shot in Eastern Washington. <laughs> Much like uh, Northern Exposure and uh, Northern Exposure Harry and the Hendersons. Harry the Hendersons and 
What's the other one? Uh, the remake of uh, motherfucking uh, yeah. uh, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. There we yes. go. No, the OG Red Dawn was filmed there too, I think. Twin Peaks. I thought it was in Colorado. Josh Peck is an amazing I think it takes place in Colorado, but it was shot in eastern Washington. I don't know. We'll find out about that later. Oh, we'll fucking duel, you son of a bitch. Yeah. 20 paces. Brand. And then you look at your cell phone. We'll use fucking Winchester. Open <laughs> 20 paces and open your IMDb app. Oh. All right, getting back to the Frenchie. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Full circle here, you assholes. So the railroad gets derailed, and it goes back to France. Yeah, basically, uh, he, they uh, he's like, Jews hey, again. well, he treated this same thing like, I'm going to build ranches in the Dakotas. Well, I'm going to build a railroad into China. Oh, but he, he he's not like a political guy. He's more like, oh, I'm going to stab you kind of guy. And so he couldn't handle the actual politics. So he goes back to France and tries to do politics. And blames the Jews. And, yeah. So all his, fail- oh, all his failures up until now, it was a, you know, it was a Semitic plot against this fucking guy. So, yeah, he started, like, uh, working with the party that was, like, uh, I can't remember what the fuck they were called. Uh, uh, Fernand Camille Dreyfus was a Jewish member of the Chamber of Deputies. Who they blamed for all their shit? No one. Uh, well, I'm sure somebody did, but like, no, they never came back to it. Really? Yep. Yeah. Well, now it's a museum, and it still has all the same shit. So I'm sure, probably they left a couple servants back there. That probably like sweet. those servants belong in a museum. Just living like rent free and uh, fending off people from looting, because that's the only reason there's any of that original shit left in there. You know. Actually, I should look that up. That's a good question, Eric. <laughs> so this is the Dreyfus affair where he has a duel with uh, with uh, Mr. Dreyfus, who is a descendant of Julie uh, Louis Dreyfus, which I'm just assuming, and I just made up an yeah, odd spot. Okay, that sounds <laughs> that sounds not vetable, but okay. So Demora was like gall for the Gauls. And Even though he wasn't actually Gallic, he was Spanish. He had a Spanish title and a father with an Italian title. Well, and also, like, uh, that's the other thing. With is, an American and wife. Some of his opponents were always like, well, he's also married to an American who's not a Christian. Which I'm like, Catholic. Catholic. And I need back, Christians. Catholic. But that's the thing is, I was unable to. Oh. See, I was going to say, I was unable to find out that Von Hoffman's family of, like, you mean, my, myself personally, I don't give a shit. But I just thought it would be weird if her family would have been Jewish, because then that would have been really oh, weird. Oh, because he's so Catholic. To it, yeah. No, uh, the Frenchies were Catholic. Well, yeah, but... They didn't like anybody who wasn't Catholic. Well, then I'm going to assume that uh, the Von Hoffmans were probably also Catholic, because, like, they wouldn't allow intermarrying between, you know... Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Like, uh, pretty much, like, the Marquis started going on this anti-Semitic fucking crusade. Did you call yep. him the Marquister? The Marquister should, should. He's the Marquister from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so he also kills a Jewish captain, Armand Mayer, during a duel in 1896. Right. After that, he shortly goes to North Africa. Yeah. Trying to get a Franco-Muslim coalition uh, together to fight a holy war against the British. Right. Well, and also the Jews. He was, the Jews. He, he, was, he was trying to recruit Muslims to... Yeah. Fight the Jews and the yeah. Franks to fight the English. Yes. We were trying to horn in on Northern Africa, too. Because why the fuck Because it's imperialism. Yeah. So shortly after, uh, he gets sucked in with the uh, Turegs. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of murderize him. Well, that's the thing is he gets sent out to Northern Africa to go, like, do a post. Like, because he went back in the French army. And he's going to do his shit. And he gets set up with these Tuareg guides. And then the guy that sent him out there sent word ahead to the uh, place that we're supposed to cross a bunch of desert brewery provisions. Like, yeah, don't give this guy any supplies. Don't give him any shit. Don't give him any help. Just let him go out to the fucking desert. We'd rather be rid of this fucking anti-Semitic fuck. And uh, so, yeah, he got to a certain place. And uh, he had the Tuaregs uh, suddenly started trying to kill him. And, and they did. He took down, what, like two or three before they mm-hmm. got him? But, yep, uh, he got killed in northern Africa by uh, probably a little bit of conspiracy 
looking shit, but like, uh, yeah, who knows if it was the British against him or the Jewish? Well, my thing is, I think French it was actually people. the French, like from all the things I've like, they're like, yeah, fuck this anti-Semitic asshole, and sick uh, of them. Yeah. Then shortly after, a statue was put up of him in Medora. Yeah. And the night before the unveiling, somebody set fire to the canvas covering it. So. It's still there to this day, buddy. It's like sitting in the cemetery down there. He's the guy that founded the town. It's kind of like these goddamn Civil War fucking memorial. Wait, there's a statue of him? Yeah. uh, I was doing something else for a second. What the fuck? Where is it? In Medora. What's it made out of? Uh, I believe like stopper. Stopper? Is there tears? It's made out of stopper? Like cork? Copper or steel or... I don't know what the I fuck thought you meant like stopper. I was like going to say copper, but it's not all green and patinaed. It's kind of black. Like so, I'm thinking maybe like I don't know what the fuck they build shit out of other than like poop. Well, most of the shit that is described to him on this side of the country more talks about his failed beef empire and not the rampant anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> Which is why we're talking about the rampant anti-Semitism to try to bring that to light a little bit. Before. Damn. Does the Jewish community in modern Medora appreciate that? Well, uh, I don't believe there is one because it's so fucking North Dakota. Like, shit, the town we grew up in, we had like one Jewish family in a town of 16,000 people. We did? Yeah, the Kapelvitzes. Oh. Like the I bat, don't know. The, the kid that uh, had the bat house, that like, uh, he got on the goddamn uh, either Carson or Jay Leno because he like raised bat or he you remember Colin Kapelovitz? No. I don't know. He's the first kid I ever knew to make it on the late show. That I believe was still Johnny Carson. What? Your friend was on Johnny Carson? No, he was older than me, but like he was like a couple like. But yeah, I believe that like they were at that time like when we were kids. That was the one Jewish family in town. Wow. Which nobody could figure out because everybody has Polish last names. But uh, and we don't have like a synagogue or anything. But like, there's there's German poles or uh, well, there's, sorry Jewish poles. There are absolutely is shitloads of them. Like uh, just saying, not necessarily where we're from because they're all Catholic yeah. poles. Have a Jewish well, they did. It's just like I don't know. Uh, it's a weird thing. Like you know, it's one of those things. Like until I like left North Dakota, I never really knew any black people. That kind of deal. You know, um, it's one of them deals. Although, like, uh, one of the things with North Dakota is one of the first uh, Muslim cemeteries in North Co- or in the United States was in North Dakota. It's also really gone now, but, like, there was some Turkish immigrants that... It's gone now. As far as I know. In fact, that'd be another it's good, good episode. good fertilizer. But, uh, no, I'm just saying, like, um, I guess capping it off, the Marquis de Moraine was a rich anti-Semitic asshole that has some uh, get get rich schemes, get rich quick schemes, which yeah, we're kind of well thought schemes. out. But he also just more kind of wanted to shoot animals and people and uh, be adventurous. Not a lot has changed. Rich dicks. Yeah. It's kind but, of funny when you think about it. Like, like there's, there, in the, in the eight, late 1800s, there were a bunch of assholes just like coming to pillage... Uh, Natural uh, resources. Natural and, resources and like find the next big thing that's going to be like what they can make a bazillion dollars off of. Right. And that's the American thought process now. Right. That's just, that's the American thought process now. Well, I guess nobody, nobody fucking gives a shit. They, people pay, people pay lip service to <clears throat> like, oh, I love the working man and blah, blah, blah. Like politicians do or like famous people do. Like you're, you're one of me. It's like, most people that like made their millions of dollars started off somewhere and they saw a fucking opening and took it. Right. Well, that's, it. That, that's why uh, the story of Medora is kind of evocative. It's because like uh, we'll get into Theodore Roosevelt next season. But that's also a rich like a kid from a dynasty. Yeah. That moved out. And the thing is, while he was unsuccessful with his beep operation, much like the Marquis. His bebop. His adoration. beef operation. Yeah, I know. Um, he well, went on to like hold the Bebop, highest beef. station in the land, became one of the most respected presidents. He was a bloodthirsty motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, he did more for like uh, women's suffrage. He was a fucking badass. Like that. Yeah, I mean, he had it. You know, everybody has two points. Yeah. But um, it's just like uh, these two fucking rich kids went to the same place, tried to do a similar thing, 
Yeah. Both of them failed at that. And one went on to blame everything on somebody else. Yeah, most like, of them. him over. Yeah. And the mo- other one just most said, of, fuck you, I'm going to go kill some Spaniards. Most of the barons, kind of doing the most of the thing. current barons right now grew up in a rich family. Whether they took on the mantle of their rich family's uh, heritage or whatever, whatever they took over their, their, uh, their store family company or whatever, right. or they went on to something else, they all started with fucking reserves, man. Right. And, oh, that, oh, that's <laughs> funny. That funny you mentioned that. that. No. Funny you fucking mentioned that. But yeah, uh, everybody starts from somewhere, and like if you start from fucking nothing, you probably fucked. In most you're cases. fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's American. That's American, like Ameri- Amer- America in a fucking nutshell. And I think that's really a good book. A fuck shell. I think that's really a good bookend for this podcast. It's yes, a- it's a very good bookend <laughs> for this podcast. Do you guys have anything else to add to this? Otherwise, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Actually, yeah. Questions from the audience. Actually, yeah. Anybody want any questions, right, comments? Got? Like, My great-grandfather came across from France, went through Canada, and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church due to um, an argument between him and his brother about who got to inherit the farm in the center of Canada. I don't know. But he got excommunicated from the church because he accused the priest of malfeasance. Fuck that priest. Malfeasance. No, That's, don't fuck that priest. Nobody yeah, fuck that yeah. priest. Malfeasance Everybody means something else today. Hell yeah. Val, you're a fucking true American. That's right. You're a goddamn sweetheart. Val's the bartender tonight, and she is the fucking best person in the goddamn room. And we're all going to talk to her eventually. All right. Well, anybody. Remember, remember that. Remember that. No matter who you are. Well, before, before we do that, any, anybody got any uh, que- other questions or comments? Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. What's your question? Did they name the Medora hat after Medora? It's a fedora. What the fuck is a Medora hat? Fedora. Fedora. Oh. You need to be shot in a into a wall. All right, this is a good time to go on to Hail of Gunfire. Hail of Gunfire. We'll see you guys next season. Thank you, Victory Lounge. Thank you all Thank for you, listening. Thank you, Victory Lounge. Thank you, Val. Thank you for showing up. Who up? Here it goes.